Look, I don't know exactly how I'm getting to Wyoming. I'm probably walking. But, you know, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome, all the psychics out there. Welcome back to this crazy, not so crazy show, because we all talk about, you know, the shit we like. J-Mo, what's up, man? Man, I don't know. I think we got 100 followers or something because i got a lot of equipment everywhere now <laughs> yes i don't know what happened i don't know the tax money came in but jmo's legit now i gotta say one one thing one line we're moving on up <laughs> oh yeah oh to no. oh, a nice mic uh that's awesome man I'm, I'm really happy and hey what better way to fucking talk about a little bit of the last Bro, of us, man. I could, I could, I didn't even know. Like when this thing came in, when everything started coming, I'm like, all right, um, let's let's work this out. Let's get this going. Look at the camera. Don't look at the monitor. Okay. Oh, is there an echo? No. Cool. All right, let's do this. Yeah, man. I'm I'm pretty pleasantly surprised. And to the folks out there that are thinking, ah, should I do a podcast? Should I buy equipment? Here, here's a, a witness that it works. We can plug and play. You know, it's and to a be budget, you're not breaking the bank. And to be honest with you man like it, it's seamless so thank you for setting that up because sometimes man it, it takes it takes a little bit to get the audio there man you are you plugged in you were ready to go i'm happy um so now what a thousand followers and you know we get you some more gear you know maybe uh some followers that i'm gonna have to get i'm buying a studio then all right yeah you, you guys heard it here you guys heard it here but jmo i'm i'm so freaking excited to talk about this episode it was um Here's here before you jump in. Before you jump in, yes. I know you want to. I, I know you're antsy. Ugh. This has to be ranked number one so far. Oh hell yeah! Hands this episode, down. I look nothing to put away with the uh, not nothing to uh, hinder from the other episodes. This one hit a fucking nerve. Like it hit a, I, it got me. It got me at the end. Yes, yes, and and we're gonna get straight into it. It had everything. I mean, it had everything. I mean, just just if I scan it in my mind, it had a very good plot. First of all, it had action. It ha it had yeah. thrills. It had drama. It had horror. Right. It it, it had everything, man, in, in one hour, packed in one hour and and the feels, right? It hits the feels too, because I mean, let's face it. Um, you know, I think I think if I didn't shed a tear, it's probably because I knew it was gonna happen. I think that's the only reason why. Right? You you knew it was gonna happen. I knew I knew and and, and we'll we'll get into it because I mean, I, for a minute I, I was knew. like ah! You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything until we get to that point. I didn't know it was going to be like that. Yeah, like what we saw. I, I thought. It, I thought there was going to be a version, but I didn't think like that. Like that. That, that yeah. hit hard. Yeah, and when I play the game, it it really shocked me. It like it did affect me, right? Like you're like, oh my god! Like it makes you. Put the controller down, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Right? And you know how you, you know how we said we wanted, um, and his his name is leaving my mind, but I'm just gonna go Ron Swanson. You know how we said he he deserves an Academy Award for yeah. his portrayal. Yeah. Lamar Johnson, whoever who played Henry, uh, who played Henry. Yes. 
Very good. He's getting an award. Very He's good. He's getting an award. He, um, you might, I don't know if you saw that eight, uh, Showtime series, Your Honor. Uh, he played Kofi Jones in that show. Also mm -hmm. a very good, his role was small. But yeah. if anybody saw that, right, if if, if um, these guys, uh, Neil Druckmann or whatever, like saw that, that was the hook right there because he he had a small performance, but boy, it was a really good performance, and he definitely displayed it in this episode too. Um, and you by know, the way, I think you you're thinking I'm, of Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah, Nick Offerman. Thank but you. Ron Swanson. I, like I'm telling yeah. you, his his name just keeps <laughs> leaving me, and I just keep remembering Ron Swanson. But like, we know Ron, we know Nick Offerman deserves high praises, and he might get maybe. Uh, a nod towards the Academy Award or whatever. Um, but I think the guy that played Henry, man, he got me, he got me right in the kidney. Like oh, it was yeah. a kidney punch. Yeah. You know, man. you know what I'm, you know, you know what I'm taking back from these episodes and like this whole storyline with last of us. And we've said this on every podcast, you know, every change that they've made, it's been out of the, it's been a home run out of the park. Yes. Like Craig Mazin, I, not to take away from anything that the makers of Last of Us, the video game, did, but I think Craig Mazin really told a great story now. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. an all-around story. You got innuendos. You got little tidbits. You got every little small detail you could think about um, added to already a great story. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm one that hates change, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Okay. But I've turned a new leaf. Every change in this, every change in these episodes has been perfect. Yeah, I I agree a thousand percent, man. Um, Craig Mazin did a, a a great job, and and pairing up with Neil Druckmann, right? Like it's it's just been amazing. I. I, you know, and I am one that likes change, right? But if it works, right? I, I you know, I'm always looking for change i don't mind it you know i but i know where you're coming from because i have a lot of friends such as yourself that don't like it right they don't like when they do remakes and change a lot of things but the way they're doing this man is it's just because we we've, perfect. we've burnt we, we've been burned so many times yeah with video game video game adaptations that it's caused me to have like uh, like side effects. Like I'm, I'm twitching every time I hear about change. I'm like, Jesus, what are you going right. to do now? <laughs> Maybe this I is the like year. Will Smith. Well, just mind your business. Just mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the year, man, uh, because we're starting it off good. And hopefully uh, Mario Brothers or Ma the Mario Bros movie is going to be uh, as awesome, different genre. But, hey, video game movies, hey, they, they have to come on top, man. They have to come on top because, you know, we, we were long overdue. Um, yeah, because yeah, no, no more Street Fighter. That Street Fighter didn't work out. <laughs> Although I did like the Mortal Kombat, the last one. I, you know, people hated it, but you know, I I don't I like the I like the new Mortal Kombat. I just wish there was some combat in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Now with Street Fighter, you know, adding Jean Claude Van Damme in Street Fighter was disgusting. I think that's what killed his career. To be honest with you. Probably. I remember in the being in the 90s and like me being like, oh, I like it. But, you know, then watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was. Every time he was flexing, he was like, what's up? Let's go get him. Nice. Uh, classic original line uh, of Sanji. If you guys are getting paid. Uh, but anyway, 
<laughs> that's the original one, actually. Yeah. You know, not from uh, We're the Millers. But anyway, so Endure and Survive is the name of this episode. Um, and Jesus, they did um, make good honor to the name um, as we start with 10 days before the last episode, 10 days before episode four, uh, kind of like a little flashback. In quick reminder, we yeah. you know for everyone listening, episode four, four ended with us left in suspense about who these two new people are. Uh, episode five starts us off in a flashback, knowing how we got to this point in good old Kansas City. Go Chiefs. And that was perfect. Yeah, that was that was perfect. Poetic uh with the mm-hmm. Super Bowl ending. But it was um it was awesome because like you said, episode four, we have these characters. Oh, and, and a quick correction, you know, last episode, even though I saw it like three times, I thought Ellie was bleeding, but she was not bleeding. I even said it on the podcast. I'm like, oh, and she was bleeding. So, you know, I'm like, I, I was wondering what how, how they were gonna flip this around but she wasn't bleeding it was her bangs like from her hair and whatever so correction there um henry and sam weren't actually bad guys uh, or they didn't make them bad guys but the beautiful thing is that they gave them a story that starts you know 10 days before that cliffhanger from episode four and we start downtown kansas city and people are chanting freedom freedom and they're celebrating shooting flares in the air um and it's because they took down fedra right like they 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 took down fedra and they and 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 pretty brutally because we see some very graphic scenes of them like beating them up shooting them and like even dragging their bodies full of you know knives and you know stab i don't know if that bodies. was i don't i don't know if that was their version of acupuncture but i think they went too far in Ooh. i mean they found every fucking organ well that dude that dude is relaxing i'll tell you what <laughs> <laughs> but um we see this this shot and then right away we get this scene with the informers right uh and we'll call them informers for now uh because that's how they call them in the show and and kathleen just kind of like giving them the breakdown right like they're captured she wants information she wants to know where henry and sam are these guys aren't talking and pretty much you know they were promised a fair trial and she says, like you know what you guys are guilty that's pretty much how that's gonna go right I mean, the way the way she portrayed it it was like a soccer mom went postal. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Like it w- it still had your typical like, hey there, how are you? Okay, okay, you're all gonna die, and uh, yeah, that's how this is gonna go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's you know, like, we'll, we'll let you. Uh, so, Ka- so Kathleen, played by Melanie Linsky. Yes. Who was famous on Two and a Half Men for being kind of psychotic, just took the psychosis Ooh. to another level in, to, in this in this episode. To uh to ten different levels, a hundred different levels. Jesus. Um yeah. but I still like her. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Kathleen. <laughs> um <laughs> so I mean I mean, it was amazing. Like, you know, you, like you said, we, you, you were in a prison scene. Um, she's trying to get information out of these informants, which kind of funny where they all their lives they've been informing. But now everyone's a little tight lipped, a little nervous, a little scared because the shoe's on the other foot. And all of a sudden she's like, look, 
we're not going to kill you. I'm not Fedra, thank God. You know, literally. Mm-hmm. And just tell me exactly what happened. Where is... Who are they looking for again? They're looking for Henry. Like, where's Henry? Where's he hiding out? Is he working with Dr. Edelstein? What, and then one little individual finally sp- spills the beans on everybody. Yeah, man. And, you know, she's looking for Henry. Somebody kind of spills the beans, like you said, about Dr. Edelstein. Um, and then we see a shot, right, of the city still being, you know, kind of cleaned up with, with Fedra agents. And we see our first um, shot of Henry and Sam just hiding, right, and, uh, and then trying to, you know, hide to this hiding spot that Dr. Edelstein kind of told him, hey, if the shit hits the fan, go to this spot, and which is where they meet, right? And one interesting thing there that I don't know if, if you if you picked up is that when uh, Henry and Sam show up, right, to the attic or whatever, or or that building where the attic was, yeah, they both kind of have their their guns, and Doctor Edelstein pulls the gun too, and then they are like. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm empty and so am I. Like, they didn't have, no one had any ammo. So, would they have had any ammo? Would they have killed each other? (laughs) Honestly, I don't think Henry or especially not Sam. I don't think, I don't even think Dr. Edelstein has ever killed anybody. I think, yes, they've ratted people out. They've gone like the snake route, you piece of shit rats. Um, But, Come to you know, I don't. I my gut feeling is like they've never even struck us some struck anybody. They've right. never even gotten a fist fight or anything like that. So every, you know everything that they've done, they've been kind of like doing it on the down low on people. Right. They seem to be pretty um, honest, straightforward people, or whatever. Like you said, even Henry. We learned that from Henry later on that he hasn't killed anybody. But I just thought it was an interesting scene that they're both like, ah! you know, like pointed a gun because at this point they're like. Hey, they're after me. Either I shoot or they're going to get me, right? Because they're going to for sure kill me. And this is obviously before, you know, they capture the doctor. And it's just a random thought that I had. I'm like, I don't know if you've seen those clips where, like, how it should have ended. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> they kill each other. Oh, okay. The last of us is over. Uh, yeah. But. But anyway, so so they get into the attic and then we learn, right, that they were, um, you know, had very little food and, you know, they, we start seeing that kind of character development with Henry and Sam, right? I think the best part about that is when Dr. Edelstein is talking to Henry and he's like, um, is, is, he do, is Sam doing okay? Well, no, he's a little nervous. He's scared. He goes, okay, you know he's scared because you're scared, Henry. Yes. And I, I, when he said that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because, you know, let's not forget, Sam is a deaf child running around with clickers and runners and bloaters and uh, bad guys everywhere you, you turn, whether it's Fedra or if it's people like, you know, people overtaking Fedra. There's bad guys everywhere, and he can't hear it. So all he's using as a as a I guess thermostat or a thermometer of how bad something is is by looking at Henry. If Henry's nervous, I'm nervous. Yeah. If Henry's fine, I'm fine. Which is a, like a really good testament of the acting, right? Because right after the doctor tells Henry that 
he goes and talks to Sam, and his demeanor had changed like that, right? Like he was mm-hmm. calm, collected, trying to convey, um, you know, uh, that he wasn't that he wasn't scared, right? Uh, confidence, and you know, I get, and I guess at this point, you you mentioned it already. Um, Sam wasn't deaf in the game, so what are your thoughts about them making him deaf in this episode? It would it, to me, it and it's more of like a mood point because Sam had a small part in the game, compare mm-hmm. in comparison to Henry. Uh, it was predominantly a Henry scene, and Sam was the Robin to Henry's Batman. Mm-hmm. So making giving him another, I guess, handicap, it, it didn't bother me. I think it added to the struggle that they're in. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I I didn't it, like I said it didn't bother me I didn't think it I wasn't disappointed in it I think it added to some of the things that people might go through and adding a twist of him being deaf real really I guess like pushes the point in that we saw at the end yeah we yeah. talked we've we've talked about how the theories of this show is like hope will there's always hope love will conquer all um forgiveness you know we've we've touched on all these all these aspects and i think this just adds to it yeah and and yeah so besides being inclusive right and and you know making that community be represented i thought it was i thought it was great only because Mm -hmm. it, it drove the episode right like yeah, it was silent at times, right? And it made Ellie and him bond in a in a different way, right? And 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 maybe even made them bond quicker, right? Because they're having to write shit down and 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 things like mm-hmm. that. So I thought it worked out. Um, and what a talented kid, because uh, you know, apparently, you know, he had like his coach there, and um, I mean, he's just a young child a young actor that also did a very very good job in my opinion i think one thing that they also changed is the fact that in the game they were just visiting this area they weren't part of that fedra uh, rebel mix mm-hmm. in the game they had they were visiting the area and they were just trying to get out they were just passing by mm-hmm. w- with this episode it was more as if you know they've been part of this community uh, but they had turned rat, and we and then we find out why he, Henry turns rat. He wouldn't just do it for no apparent reason uh, when he was talking to Joel. Right. Um, one thing I like about Henry and Sam is like Henry doesn't lie to him. He mm-hmm. never lies to him. You know, when when they were stuck in the attic, running out of food, running out of water, they Sam asked, "Is Doctor Edelstein coming back?" At first, he said, "I don't know." But then you come to realize he tells him, he's like, no, we got to get out of here. He's not coming back. Yeah. And he's like, is he dead? He's like, probably. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, and throughout that space. Right. We kind of go through the 10 days like nothing. Right. Like they're they're out of food. They need to move. Doctor's not coming back. And they decide, hey, let's make a plan and, and bounce. And while they're trying to escape. Right. And and. You can really tell they don't even know what the hell they're doing, right? Um, yeah. It seems like like Henry knows the way, but doesn't know his way 
around you know people that are hunting him uh he sees joel we see that that scene where they're hiding behind that like window and they're like okay let's make a run for it and then they hear the car and they see the joel scene right um which is perfect man because it, it was that same scene from episode four from a different perspective. And it almost made us think that like that, that Joel actually caught him right in the window. And if you look at you know, it, I went to look at those clips from episode four and I'm like, I want to see if you can see the window. And you can, of course, you can't see Henry, yeah. but of course you can see the, the windows and everything. So it, it kind of reminded me of um, scenes from like back to the future when Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly is coming back to the present and he could see doc get shot from a different angle oh, and it's like right. son of a bitch i wrote you a letter you open the fucking letter why are you ripping it up <laughs> and so like it just, it just reminded me of that so that's like, funny it, it that's was true. nice seeing it from a different point of view and then how they run into each other uh whether when they're hiding in the office was it an office right yeah, they, yeah. So they were like in in like the forty something floor of this apartment building. I don't know if it's apartment building or just a building because it seems like there were some some like offices, some like meeting offices, um, you know, from the the skyscraper or whatever. And um, you know, this is where where our characters meet. Yeah. And by this point, um, you know, we have the scene where. They're holding them at gunpoint, and and Joel is doesn't convey, uh, you know, um, a very confident solution for them, and he was just kind of like, you know, at Look. the defense, like the moment, I, the, you know, the moment I have, I'm gonna take this gun, and I'm gonna kill these kids or whatever. Uh, but it was interesting that Sam was holding the gun with two hands, and I think that's what made him hesitate because we just seen him right. teach Ellie right in the, in the pre- previous episode. But he opens his his hand and he's Wait, like, "All right, let's do you, help you out." Do you think? Do you think that was a mistake? Like because from the episode, like from the writers. Episode. Here's what I mean. In that episode, you know, Henry gives Sam a gun. Yeah. He shows him how to hold it. Yeah. But he shows him how to hold it with one hand. Right. Yes, he helped him cup it with his own hand, but uh, Sam is holding it with one hand. So, why all of a sudden show him with two hands? You think that's a you think that's a little mistake that they made, or I don't think so. I I think so. So I don't think so because I I really do believe that that's why Joel didn't like slap the gun away from him because he was holding it with two hands because that's how he taught Ellie. That I truly believe that they wrote that in there. and as how to explain, right, that Sam was grabbing it with two hands, maybe he's just a natural man, you know. Yeah. Um, he, you know, and it's crazy because, you know, those are a little things that we don't know, right? We don't know what it's like to be deaf and if they have any other type of sensory ability that would tell you, yeah, hold it with two hands. I don't know, you know, but yeah. and, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but maybe he's just a natural. But I do confidently believe that that's why Joel didn't do anything because he was pretty close. I love the fact that Joel did not change his tone right. and Ellie's just trying everything that she can like, no, no, he, he's, he's, he's just an asshole. That's just his an asshole, asshole voice. <laughs> he's like, tell him Joel. And then whatever he said, yeah, I'm like, not going to hurt you. He's like, dude, <laughs> he almost gave, he almost gave us a Batman voice. <laughs> I'm 
not gonna hurt you. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but we're not talking about Batman today. We'll, we'll just stay tuned to, to talk stay about Batman. Tuned. Um, so yeah, very, very awesome, man. Um, that that whole interaction, and then you know, of course, they bond over a little food, and they give him some extra food. Um, but Henry, we we find out here that, and this is the first time I hear this. Uh, term that he's a collaborator right and right away it's almost um i don't know joel just just misjudged well, them, right when like you, when you, based well, on first that. of all when you when you hear collaborator it means it's to me it sounds like someone that helped like he collaborated with these people to help them so he's like i'm a collaborator yeah. yes. i'm like okay but then joel hears Something completely different. Yeah. When, and that's when Joel immediately goes, oh, so you're a fucking rat. Yeah. So there's definitely this um, term, right, for these for, for this group of people that is a bad thing. It has a bad connotation, right, because you're a rat, basically, right? Yep. But why are they doing this? They're, they're doing this to basically be able to survive um, because apparently – like my understanding is that Fedra was definitely crossing the line in many, many ways and not treating people fairly um, and making them, you know, be between, you know, a, a hard, a, how do you call it that the same? In, in, in a hard place. In a hard place. Yeah. And, and having to, you know, collaborate with them, you know, and you giving know, people away. You know what I, you know what I would have rather seen in a flashback scene um, them going back, let's say, 15 days, a quick five-day glance of what life used to be like under Fedra, and them finally taking over and overthrowing them. Yeah. Because from th for at this point, all we know is um, Kathleen and Perry are co-leaders with, with these rebels, and... So to me, in my eyes, in my mind, they're the bad guy and Fedra isn't. Now, for someone that's never played the game, that's how I'm viewing it. Yeah. So uh, I'm not I'm not looking as, at Fedra going, oh, you deserve it because uh, we don't know what they've done. Yeah, you know, we, we get a little we get a little glimpse, uh, a glance of it in episode one. But, you know, with the hanging, but are they being strict to protect the masses uh, mm -hmm. or are they just being strict because they're assholes? We don't know that. So I, I, I would have liked the flashback to go back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree, but I disagree in the sense that because as you're talking, I'm thinking that if they would have showed us how much of an asshole Fedra is, right, to the mm -hmm. people, I don't think it would have had the same effect to see how bad Kathleen and her people were, right? Because I feel like if yeah. they would have showed us Fedra, like, killing them— it would have been justifiable for us to see Kathleen being an asshole too, right? I don't know, um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it could have worked. I think it could have worked. Um, She's so creepy. It would be so so crazy, right? Like, like even that's I know, and I know I'm going back to episode four. Even that episode, I mean, even that scene when she's in her old bedroom, I was like, "What the hell are you doing in here?" But, such a creepy lady yeah yeah so yeah very very creepy and so so back at so the, the very next morning right we're, we're in this conference room and they're looking outside this this uh building and a, a lot of things happen there's some dialogue but a lot of things happen there right uh mm -hmm. henry basically confesses he's a, a um 
um, collaborator. Um, and But he tells him, hey, I'm going to be a straight shooter with you. I need you to get us out of here, and you need me to help you get out of here, right? And then Joel sees that as an opportunity as well. It doesn't seem like he wanted to at the beginning, like because he was like, oh, okay, kumbaya, whatever. Everybody goes their own way. And then he's like, he proposes this idea of of helping each other out. And, and Joel is definitely open to the idea because, you know, like he has no choice. Like um, Henry, you know, basically lays down the plan, and then Joel realizes, oh, okay, this dude knows what he's talking about. That area where they're walk, where they're plotting to get to, that that fenced area. What I mean, I really didn't understand what that was. Meaning, like, is it a Fedra spot that has never been touched by anybody? Um, is it still being run by Fedra? And we're looking into the suburbs of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that fenced area that they were trying to get to? That. Kathleen, I guess, has never been into been in. Yeah. And those are the little breaks of the story. Right. Because just 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 to start when they're looking out the window and on the second watch, I realize they're looking out the window in broad daylight and there's like cars going on up and down the street or whatever. Not not many, but like a couple of cars, which we can assume it's, um, you know, Kathleen's people looking for them or whatever, or the, I forgot what they call them, the rebellion, uh, looking for yeah. them or whatever. But I'm like, can't, can't these motherfuckers look at the two motherfuckers standing outside in the window, right? Like, unless they have, daylight. you know, tinted windows or whatever, but okay. So those are the little things that I'm like, and, and what you said right now too, like what, is this like an invisible line that, you know, Kathleen or her people can't cross after, you know, a certain thing? Or is it because there is it governed by a different group, you know, that is safe and Kathleen can't cross? I mean, they didn't explain that very well. They just kind of said, hey, once we cross past the burbs, we're good. Right. Which which kind of yeah. doesn't make sense because I was know, when- I'm wondering I'm wondering if. Kind of what we saw at the end. Did that have anything to do with it? You know, I don't want to say what we saw at the end just yet, but yeah, um, could be. The, but how would they know, right? How would they know? Because if if you think about it, right, um, during that same scene, and by the way, and and I'm talking about the tunnels, right? He's telling yeah. about like how we're gonna get there, and then Henry proposes the tunnels. Which, by the way, a little, um, I'll stop there to say. That it was interesting and I I think kind of silly to be like, hey, how are we getting out of here, Sam? And then Sam is like, so like, really, did we need that? <laughs> did we need that moment? Can you just say it? And then Sam is like, tunnels, <laughs> you know, uh, which whatever. They had to show us this, this whatever uh, etch-a-sketch or whatever you call that um, yeah. to, to let us know that, you know, how he communicates. But I just thought it was a, a funny part. But, yeah, the tunnels. And then they talk about it being – and then the first time we hear clickers, right? Because he says, hey, there might be one or two clickers, you know. Uh, oh, no. He actually says uh, there might be some infected. And then I think somebody says, you know, like clickers. Oh, He's like, clickers. Guys, yeah, you guys saw clickers? Um, yeah. My thing is this. Okay. For, you know, when, when, they're, when they're in the – they're talking about the tunnels – Henry is adamant by saying there isn't any anything down there. Mm-hmm. We might see some one or two here and there. Did he say he was in the tunnels in the past? Is that why he was so confident? 
or is no. it just because of word of mouth from Fedra that he said um, that was all hype? Sorry. Yeah. Joel questioned him on that. Like, how do you know? And he's like, have you been there? He's like, well, I haven't really been there, but I knew yeah. a guy from Fedra that uh, was cool. Yeah. He's like, I, okay. I know I knew a guy, that, you know, that's been down there and he told me and he's like, will he be a problem? I was like, oh, yeah, he won't because, you know, they got him. He's or whatever. Dead. He's dead. But he seemed to be a pretty um, trustable guy, which. We'll, we'll talk and I, and I have a, a theory who that person might be. Um, okay. But but we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit when we get to that part. Well, we're almost there, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right away, like the very next scene is them going down and seeing like the little painted castle, right? And then that mm -hmm. empty community that that was, right? And then we see a picture of two Fedra agents, right? That uh, was on the wall hanging that were smiling and they. Um, seem to be so from the game i don't know if you remember the character ish which um they they kind of mentioned it being a character that brought this community down into the tunnels right and that was actually living and survived like they built a community uh until yeah. somebody f like forgot to close the door or whatever and then the infected got in and wiped them all out right um yeah. so and that was one of the Easter eggs because they show the, the federal agents and that made me think that it was Ish, uh, which was a character, a good federal agent from the game yeah. uh, that didn't have a lot of a, a lot of game time, probably like like an NPC. Right. But um, but it made me think that that has to be that has to be it just to kind of like a quick mention. Right. Um. And then, when, you know, and then from there, like we we're at that scene where they're walking in the streets at night, you know, trying to yeah. get through cars as they're talking. And then, you know, he's literally Joel is telling this guy, keep it down. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, Henry being just a fucking idiot. Let's just be honest. Uh, just starts yelling. What? Who the hell's going to see us over here? And all of a sudden, there's a sniper shooting. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was that was crazy, and that was a, a pretty uh, spot on part of the game too, because because uh, yeah. you have the sniper scene. Uh, but just a couple of quick moments that I want to highlight, and I don't know if you noticed this when they're going into the tunnels. Um, Joel tells Ellie, um, "Take your gun out." Right, and yeah. I didn't catch this the first watch, but on second watch, he tells her, "Take your gun out." And then Ellie's like, okay. And she grabs him from her pocket. And Joel is just like, like, you know. Fucking bitch. <laughs> just like, this was Why don't you ever listen to me? Right. And uh, I thought that was freaking great. Because it was just like a quick second. But you could tell Joel was just like so annoyed. And then um, the part where Henry says, you and your dad, you know, like whatever. He's like, both at the same time. He's not my dad, you know. I'm not her dad. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting that they both jump, right, to to say, hey, we're not related, right? Um, I, think, I think right before, before the before the sniper shooting, that one, like, you know, things that, that I think also played out was, isn't this a scene where Henry explains why he was a collaborator? Like what 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 pushed him over the edge? Yes, because they decide um, to take a break, right? And then that's where the, the dialogue starts. Yeah, at that point, you find out that Henry, um, the only reason why he collaborated with 
Fedra is because they're the only ones holding the medicine to help cure Sam's illness. Did he he had some sort of cancer or debilitating leukemia? Issue? Yeah, a blood leukemia, like blood cancer. Yeah, leukemia. So you find out that you know if it wasn't for Sam's life being in danger, Henry Henry would have no part of this because he tell he he explains to us how Kathleen's brother pretty much was a Jesus figure because he was always someone that was anti-violence. Let's bring everyone together. We can, we can co-inhabitate the area. Everything can work out. We just work together and Fredra just wanted him gone and they had to use poor Sam to get Henry to, to turn on him. Yeah, and and that's the the beauty of this episode and the writing of this episode because the, it explains the motive, right? That both mm-hmm. Kathleen and Henry have, and it's all about their brothers, right? And yes, you're you're absolutely right. Like Henry describes this guy, um, and, and you said Jesus. That's pretty spot on. That's pretty spot yeah. on because he kind of put him on a pedestal. He's like, man, this is the greatest man I've ever known. Like this is like he literally man. says that. Yeah, he praises him. Yeah, he's like, mm, like he's he's he was the savior, but Sam got sick and Fedra had the drugs, so I gave him up. And it's amazing how much you realize Henry and Kathleen are similar. Like you said, they do they would do anything for their brother. Right, right. brothers, brothers. I mean, yeah. you even even like when we like I mentioned before in episode four where Kathleen's in her old bedroom. You see all the little paintings and posters they put up. She goes to the attic. She has a quick little flashback because she sees all the paintings and pictures that Sam put up. Yeah. So, like, she she, she has a moment of, I guess, understanding, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But it quickly turns off and goes back to evil. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. Um, throughout that part, uh, we also see... Um, Ellie and Sam bond, right? And there's there's also some like um, scenes from I mean, the they, game where they're playing like the they, soccer and looking at the. They bond like side geeks do. Dude, comic books, dude, movies, Sa- Savage Starlight, man. Um, <laughs> and again, you know, another piece of literature that they copied exactly from the game, Savage Starlight, um, and their their slogan, right? It was Endure and Survive, and they had the mantra down packed, and they were like high fiving, and that was awesome. While the other two were talking, right? Uh, but before yeah. we, we we go to the next scene, wait, um, wait, wait, I, w- I want to add one more thing. Yeah, you know what I f- what I found cool was they added the comic book when they started talking about which comic books they had. I found that, uh, like at first, I've like I found that okay, that's a, that's a nice bonding thing. Yeah, and then I you know you start diving deep into these episodes, and you're like, okay, so in the game, you couldn't get episode, I mean, you couldn't get uh, comic book eleven unless you were past this scene in Kansas City. Yeah, so like you can get comic book five in Kansas City as you're leaving. Uh, but 11 isn't until much, much later. And they were saying, like, yo, I have 5, 6, and 11. Yeah. And, like, you can't get all of them like that. That's and funny. I, I just found that cool. Yeah, that's cool. And if I remember correctly, too, there was one, like a like a earlier comic book that you would get after. I think you got 11 mm-hmm. first. And then you got, like, yeah. 
I don't remember they what. They were all out after. of order. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, yeah, here. You know, and you're, you're yeah. kind of collecting them as you go. Uh, side quests, that's awesome. But, yeah, they were they were perfect. And then apparently there was a bunch of uh, issues of comic book five and six because they both had them. I'm like, huh, what are the odds and what is the value of these comic books? <laughs> um, they're as valuable as fire at you, this point. You know what? They're fuel to the fire. You know what? Now I changed my mind, uh, and we'll take a little pause here to say, hey, in the event of an apocalypse, JMO would go to Home Depot, and I would probably go to uh, a the comic CD book store. comic book store to kind of try to get my hands on Amazing Spider-Man number one or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I could throw it in the fire and be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. Of, I would never do that. The amount of... The amount of, let's say, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball cards I'd be burning. Like, you know what? <laughs> Screw you. I could never afford you in the real world. No one's going to have these anymore. <laughs> they would come to me. He's like, hey, we have Michael Jordan's rookie card. Uh, yeah, here's Fuck Kathleen's that. brother. Go ahead. Give me, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. This could help me start a fire. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, really, really cool. And then another powerful scene, right? Where, where Henry tells Sam, I mean, Henry tells Joel, like, hey, she might not be your daughter, but you, you loved someone right because i can tell how you you were you were a father to someone yeah 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 and then he looks at his watch right like he's like oh shit Mm. and then i think that this is where he's starting to change like he's starting to believe man um you know i need to protect this little girl i mean his his viewpoints of henry did a 180 right there as soon as you know they had that little conversation about finding out why he did what he did um him touching joel's heart by saying um, I knew you might not be her father, but you are a father to someone. Yeah. I mean, just pushed the envelope for their relationship further and further. Uh, and I think that's when you get, that's when you get the first time ever hearing Joel, I don't want to say apologize, but accepted someone that he first initiated as a bad guy, yeah. you know, with, with Joel and his, and his past for the last 20 years, if, if he thinks they're bad, they're fucking bad, and they got to go. Yeah. Well, you know? he does apologize. He, does, he he says, you know, like, I shouldn't have judged you, right? Uh, and, and I'm right. paraphrasing, but he's like, I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions. I should have hear you out, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's what he's learning, right? Like, yeah, let, let's let's hear you out to, to understand you, right? Which is which is super powerful, right? The evolution yeah. of I mean, the whole, the whole thing about with Kansas City is really, like, you know, we've mentioned numerous times about forgiveness, yeah, Joel literally just shows us how you could forgive someone for their discretion, uh, transgressions. Um, right, Henry. I mean, if if we're all boys hanging out, Henry's hanging out with us. He tells us he ratted out somebody that we think is the best guy in the world. Immediately, we want to beat the shit out of Henry. Mm-hmm. But then you don't know the full story. You know, all you know is that little 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 nugget of story right there, and then you won't the shit out of them then you yeah. realize what really happened and it just makes you realize that you know to every everyone's situation is different why they've done something uh, there, there's got to be more to it than we just need to hear people out you and dude as you're saying that i mean that's a reflection of society too right because mm-hmm. and, and maybe i'm reading too much into it too but just for the sake of conversation right like he's a, a young black kid Right. That did something and you could either immediately judge him 
right? And start beating him or hear him out and let's see what let, let's see the, the reasons why right and this is showing us that joel is is becoming that man of like of change right because just in the last episode he said he did some really bad shit right um mm-hmm. but it echoes to society because man if we all stopped to listen for a little bit the world will be a different place right it will be a different completely different thing because we're quick to judge um but I tell you, someone that is not evolving, and that's Kathleen, because we jump back to her room, the, the room scene, right, where she, where she's like reminiscing and asking, "Have you gone to your old room?" Which apparently this is something that people do. I guess. I mean, uh, for therapy, I don't know for why they would be going to their old room. I'm like, can we burn this? I don't want these memories anymore. <laughs> if everyone that I have loved has any affiliation with this building is gone let's let's bring down this it's house like, let's just bring it down it's like jay Moore, you see that corner that's where <laughs> my uncle first showed me his thing and uh eh, i, me, I love him for it. it he made me he made me a better man uh but <laughs> but anyway yeah it was it's kind of weird and i guess you know i don't know like i guess okay so if chicago was empty right and you know just a couple clickers here and there um but if it was empty, you had free roam kind of like i am legend type thing yeah maybe i'll go to my old apartments and see my old house see see what is what is i don't know it would just be it would just be something weird but um but anyway why not but then you know perry shows up and it seems like he's going there and starts buttering her up to kind of say something nice or change her mind and then kathleen kind of jumps in and says hey like listen i know I know that Michael, her brother, would have, like, he told me, she said, he told me to forgive Henry. He told me to look away. He told me. uh, Pretty much turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. But she said, fuck that. You know, he killed my brother. I'm going to go kill the back. Because Vengeance is driving her. You know what she said that really pushes how far she'll go? Is when Perry's in the room and she goes, "Is is this your seventh option? Like, oh, is yeah. is is Michael your seventh option? Like, he's not my seventh option. He's my prime. Yeah, he's my number one. That's all I'm thinking about. Right. I am not thinking about anything else about this Kansas City regime, other than my brother's death. Yeah. Everything else is falling. And and I guess like when you think about it, what she said is true because. I mean, at the end, we, we see where it takes her. Um, she kind of like loses a good point of view and doesn't see the big picture and gets so narrow minded that all she sees is Henry killing her brother. Everything else is nothing. Yeah. And what do you think about that? Right. Because it seemed to me or I had the the, the impression that Perry you know, especially in the last episode when we see the the ground kind of shaking or whatever, and and he definitely tries to tell her like, "Hey, we need to take care of this," and she's like, "No, she's blinded by vengeance and fury, and she wants to do this." And I think he walks in the room kind of to try to convince her otherwise, but then he doesn't say anything, right? And like you said, he's like, "Hey, this is not is he not your priority?" And I mean, if you're Perry, right? You would think, yeah, this is not my priority. My priority is the safety of my people. But instead, he what, what does he do? He's like, no, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. You're, he just pretty you're, much tucks his tail in between his legs and just like 
falls to her whimper. Yeah. Um, and, and like what, what, what kills me is there's nobody else in that room other than them two. So at, at any given point, if Perry wanted to put his foot down, not to a point where he's going to threaten her, but it would be like, listen, you can go after these guys. You can take troops with you. Let me go investigate this other aspect where right. she's not, she doesn't want to hear any other option. Right. She's just like, my brother died. I got to kill that guy that killed my brother. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, right? And I think that's an element of humanity too, that if, if you think about it, right. Um, you know, obviously Perry, we, we could tell that he's a soldier, right? He, he knows how yeah. to handle a weapon. He's a warrior, but he probably doesn't have the skin to do crazy shit. Right. And that's why he needs Kathleen. Cause sometimes, you know, you need that leader that's willing to cross that line and, and do whatever it takes. Right. And I think that's historically, that's how we have advanced society, right? Like by doing some I mean, crazy ass shit without, I mean, look, Pablo Escobar got taken out <laughs> and shit just got worse. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's weird to compare Kathleen to Pablo Escobar, but that's what pretty much happened here. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to be the asshole, the dictator, whatever label you want to give her to kind of set the law uh, or whatever they just did to Fedra it will happen to them. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's 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 one of those things that that humanity's always been afraid of dying. Right. Like we're always afraid of dying. Mm -hmm. I know there's people who say, oh, I'm not afraid of dying or whatever. But I think it's it's engraved in our DNA to be kind of scared of that moment. And, you know, it's what happened with these like dictators and like these crazy leaders that why does everybody why is everybody afraid of them? Because they'll just kill you. If you don't yeah. do whatever they say, they'll just kill you. And this is Kathleen. And I think Perry at some point is like, yeah, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk it. I'm with you. I'm with you, boss. Um yeah. so, you want. <laughs> so yeah, so so this is where we see um our uh heroes walking through the suburbs, you know, and then we have the sniper scene, and for a second, Henry and Sam are just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And they're like, oh no shit. I'm just kidding. Honestly, like I didn't really understand that move. Like, I, if you if I have someone shooting at, shooting at me, I'm ducking. Right. These two, I mean, Sam has no choice. Yeah, Sam. Has so no Henry's just like, we're out of here. Where the where the fuck are you going? Somebody's sniping you. Where right. are you? Have you not played Call of Duty? Right. <laughs> I mean, where are you going? Yeah, and and you know that's his instinct, right? Like. Take my brother out of here. And to your point, yeah, Sam has no idea they're being shot at. He's just like, like, what is happening? He can't hear anything. Honestly, like, if you, if you, when I rewatched um, part, because I was like looking at scenes and they were talking about how Sam never reacts to anything. Like, he's not nervous when a gunshot goes off. He's just like, oh, we're going this way. Okay, we're going this way. Right. He and then know. you see car, the cars coming, you know, um, uh, Kathleen and her and her like ride mm -hmm. squad are coming and he's just like, Oh, we're not going there. Okay. We're coming back this way. He's just literally following, uh, Henry anywhere he goes. Yeah. Cause he doesn't know. Uh, and an another scene, um, that I kind of wanted to bring up a little bit is the old man shooting. Right. And he keeps shooting. He has terrible aim or whatever, but obviously mm -hmm. Joel surrounds him, goes through the back, a uh, couple things, right? W 
you saw that motherfucker go behind your house. Like, why aren't you not waiting by the door with with your your gun pointed at it, right? Um, and then I don't think I, I don't think he's of the right mindset of noticing everything. Yeah, we're, we're talking to a guy looks like he's in his eighties trying to trying to shoot somebody. Right. You know, I, I don't I don't think he's aware of all of all his senses right. at that point. And which is probably why he decides to say fuck it, even though he has a gun, a gun pointed at him. Like, well, let me let me let me shoot my shot, and then he I ends up getting killed. That scene kind of shows Joel's growth. I think in the past he wouldn't have thought twice. Like, I, I'm, I honestly believe that. I, I think yeah. if that's Joel, let's say five years ago, prior to all this happening. Prior, prior to Tommy leaving, um, he would just be like, "All right, we're scoping the area. Someone's shooting at me. He's got to die." And he wouldn't even like hesitate. He would just like get into the doorway and pop. He's done. Yeah. But this time you see him. He's like, "Please don't, don't make me do this." And like, then, he <laughs> he begged the guy. Yeah. He's like, "Please don't do this." But he he did it anyway. And so let me ask you this: like, what would you've done if you if you're that guy? Do you surrender to Joel or do you try to kill him? I would surrender. Like, here's why. I mean, I'm not in, I'm not in the right position. I have my back towards him. Mm-hmm. My gun is in a position where I have to make too many moves to aim it. It's not a small gun. And so I would literally put the gun down and then take my chances when he's not looking. Yeah. And see what happens. Maybe, maybe I have something in my boot a knife a smaller gun what what have you um but i i would i wouldn't choose a choose to like go gun crazy when somebody's got a gun pointing at me and uh, i have no chance of getting them yeah so i thought about that too because i'm like man that was a stupid move but mm-hmm. but I, I i went and thought a little deeper about it right and and you said yeah the guy was old he looked like 80 right mm-hmm. um and whatever it's not about like old people wanting to die or whatever but imagine dude imagine that you live all your fucking life in this world and then once you're close to retirement the fucking world turns to shit and for the next 20 years you're having to survive these fucking infected and clickers or whatever at 80 years old you're probably like fuck this kill me now motherfucker kill me now put a bullet we we saw that with uh bill and yeah. um they're like you know what um if you're gonna go i'm gonna go fuck it. yeah like i'm yeah, done like I'm, I'm good but yeah i just wanted to get your thoughts on that because obviously i would i would surrender too but i think that uh that old man had different priorities um i mean then like what, what do we see next we see yeah so that that, that big tank. bulldozer charging down it says run joel's yelling fucking run but since he, you know, you don't you don't realize when Joel's going after the sniper how really far away that sniper was. Right. And then like Joel's trying to scream at the top of his lungs, and we can we can barely hear him. Yeah. <laughs> and so like it was just crazy. It was getting so hectic. I was like, oh fuck, shit's gonna happen. Yeah. To be honest with you, I thought this was I thought this was when we would see the demise of Henry and Sam. Mm. I was wrong. Yeah, no. So it was interesting. And this is where the thriller comes in, right? Because 
his gun jams and it's, it's chasing Ellie and Ellie was throwing throwing lead too she was like bam bam through shooting her shots and shit like very action uh scene very fast X uh <laughs> Yeah. Vin Diesel type scene, man. Fucking Ellie is a bomb. Uh, but anyway, so you know why? You know why? She why? lives her life a quarter mile at a time. Ah, yes, family, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's all about family. But uh, yeah, so gun jams, and he's like desperate, and then finally he gets the gun to work, and boom, hits the truck. Truck, you know, crashes, and then we we get to this. You know scene. Wait, you know what I saw with that? Like, yeah. When he was first shooting and missing, he was shooting at a frantic pace. Like he was, he was, he let his emotions get a hold of himself. Um, not until the gun jams, you see him, he's struggling with it. Not until he kind of like relaxes himself, mm-hmm. it clicks in his position. He takes a deep breath and then shoots, hits dead center. Yes, yes. That's a very good point. Cause yeah, he was just shooting uncontrollably. And then, yeah, once he's had a a moment to breathe, man, Mm -hmm. right on. Um, But then here's the other part that the other scene that I I didn't think it made sense. Obviously, I'm not saying that I didn't like it on the show, but it just kind of was weird. We can have have bad scenes. um, And it's not a bad scene. It's just like logically uh, Mm -hmm. the continuity doesn't make sense, right? Because you're behind a car that's about 10 feet away. From yeah. all from Kathleen and a bunch of soldiers armed, and and he's like, "Where are you?" He's like, uh, "Let the kid go." I'm like, "I I can't see you, motherfucker." Like, if I wanted to, I'd just walk ten steps and kill you right now and all of you. But she decides uh, to stand there. Like, <laughs> like, what are we doing, man? Well, um, let's not forget. Let's not forget to tell the viewers. Like, right, right when Joel hits the driver dead center. He crashes into a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, then you see Henry and Sam and Ellie all all hunkering down behind a car, and like you said, they're hiding. They're they're playing hide and seek from like back in the day, yeah. where like I'm gonna hide right behind a tree and just tag the thing, and you're good. Yeah. Like, bitch, I see your feet, dude. I, I think doing? there's a there's a scene where Kathleen just still goes like that, like like, yeah. <laughs> like dude, it's like, <laughs> um. Yeah, you might want to come out. I can see yeah. what you're talking about. And then Henry's like, hey, take take Sam and run. And then he he goes out, right? And it's like, yeah, executioner style. You could have died, bro. But mm-hmm. um, Kathleen proceeds to tell him, hey, man, like, oh, actually, while well, they're having the exchange, it's like, hey, he's just a kid. Kids die. Kids die, which is a true statement. Kids die all the time, right? But it, it's so cold-hearted. Like, the way she said it, like, she pretty much said, you're – brother was supposed to die my brother was supposed to live you killed my brother because of something that his his destiny was set sam's destiny was set mm-hmm. he was not supposed to be here anymore right but you you alter that and it, and it ruined my life and and let's capture that a little bit more right because it was a bigger purpose this guy michael kathleen's brother right like if you think about it right it mm-hmm. seemed that he was this type of savior, and what had had he been alive, maybe they do take Fedra down a different mm-hmm. way. Maybe they do make society prosper, right? Because yeah. it seemed to, he seemed to be that dude, right? Like the like Jesus type dude, um, Keanu Reeves, Jesus Neil, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he was that dude, and 
Henry decided to save this one life, which we all know. We would all do it for our brother. Well, I don't know if we all, but I would do it for my brother or for I my kids too. or my wife, my family, right? Uh, and that's that's the choice that Henry made. But big picture, mm-hmm. yeah, he, you know, he fucked up. Like, the society could have, you know, blossomed. We don't know Let's that, right? Let's just put it this way. Anyone but Henry... If they were asked, they'd be like, okay, we side with Michael. Right. Other than Henry, everyone would side with Michael. Yeah. Be like, listen, we apologize. We know it's a hard thing you're going through. It's a very hard decision to see your little brother who's nine or ten years old, however old he was, um, just wither away and die. We understand your pain, but that's as far as it's going to go. It's not going to be like, hang on, let's go get – let's go – Dive deep, rat uh, Michael out where he's going to be, so Frederick can get their hands on him. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's so ironic, right? Because it, it was all for nothing, right? It was all for nothing. Yeah. And uh, well, and I, I take that back because because the main characters it taught them a lesson, a very valuable lesson in life. But um, so we're there. She's standing there and she's ready to pull the trigger. She tells him, "Hey, like he was just a kid, man, like." kids die now i'm gonna help i'm gonna have to fuck you up and the moment she says that you know we see the truck caving in and just silence for a second well okay let me ask you this we saw miles away the floor go up and down yes right and and in a building miles upon miles away then we hear then that we see our Heroes go through the tunnel system, come out unscathed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why then does a truck crash in a very small house, sinks, right? And then all of a sudden, hundreds, maybe a thousand, maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I know there's hundreds. It's a lot. Flowing of these walk, mind you, they're not clickers. These are full sprint, 28 days later, infected fungi creatures running full sprint like fucking Carl Lewis at you. Yeah, there was all kinds. Yeah, there was infected runners, clickers. Why were they in this one house and not everywhere? Because that house isn't, isn't containing them. I thought about I thought about that. And and yes, that's a little a little bit of a stretch, but. They were following them, bro. That that whole I I have a feeling, right? That you know this whole movement on the streets, and you know you have you know this tank, and followed by you know like all these Hummers or whatever. The, the, I I feel that they kind of showed us, yeah, you can be in a different location, and the clickers know where you're gonna be. And I I just feel like with echolocation, I don't know, but they followed them under underneath. Now, yeah, the way they came out out of a big ass hole, like why why did they cave in, right? Um, right. Unless you know they were there know? trying to come out, right? But on your on your second watch, did you see them drive over certain fungus root vegetation? Did you no. see them. Any vegetation of some sorts that was still living and not dried out that they took took upon themselves to point out in episode mm-hmm. two that everything is connected. Okay. Now, at, at one point, did I see or 
even when they were walking on that street before the big trucks came through, yeah, I didn't see. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I saw no fungus on the floor. I saw yeah. no fungus growing on cars. It was just regular grass regular vegetation world. outgrowing. Yeah, and you, you've got to remember that these creatures have um, echolocation, right? So they're driven by sound. So I'm I'm assuming that if you're you know if I'm in my basement and I hear people walking upstairs, I can hear them. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe somebody walking on concrete wouldn't do the trick, but a freaking tank, you know, like bulldozing cars, maybe that would have been. That's my my logical explanation. I you know to be honest with you, like that that the whole busting out of the hole out of nowhere that that really didn't make well first of all the the truck going in right like sinking didn't make sense right Right. but at least how they got from point a to point b that's my um two cents as far as how they got there but yeah i mean there is there is some illogical irrational situations there that you know they they it's probably hard to write and they just have to pull pull the trigger right so um and it, do you remember in the game, did we have any super runners like these guys were? I don't remember anyone full sprinting against me. I just remember, um, maybe not full sprinting, but I do remember that clickers would charge at you pretty quickly. Like they would just kind of swarm you. Yeah. But, but they always walk through the limp. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think now. Um because they they are there are runners and I'm just trying to think and and by the way, now that you say that, you are right. Some of these because I went back and, and looked, some of these bloaters do do not spit gas, but they do spread it. They do spread the spores with like with their body. So you were absolutely right in that. And I think uh, once you kill them or whatever, like some of them tend to explode and yes. still like infect you with this like spores, like venomous acid. thing. So you're right, yeah. but I, you know, and I think you said like maybe like spitting acid, but and that's what threw me off. But yeah, I went back right. and and so you were right. They do fuck you up different ways uh, besides just ripping you in half. Um, I mean, like like we finally, we finally got our first glimpse at a bloater. Yes, and that motherfucker was strong, dude dude it was uh it was a sight i mean the whole um night of the living dead right like them rising mm-hmm. out of the hole like a uh, hundred miles an hour and just chasing everybody was like what like this is nuts yeah. right like but it came it came at clutch right because it saved henry's life for now um mm-hmm. and then the bloater oh my god he's roaring bro bro you know what was crazy is nobody took him out Nobody took all the things that were that happened. Nobody could take them out. Mm -mm. So that makes me believe that we're going to get a crazy bloater scene for the final episode because they've just painted a picture that the bloater kind of is indestructible. Yeah. Kind of like nothing could take him down type of shit. So imagine I can just only imagine that. As a big pivotal final scene, you're going to have multiple bloaters, maybe 10 of them, surrounding our heroes, yeah. and they got to get out of it. Yeah, because so, I, uh, I was looking at that, and I think the only way to take that motherfucker out is pin them with a car, or not a car, but a truck against something, right? 
and then burn them, right? Or or something. I mean, obviously, if you don't have uh, a, a bazooka or a grenade, the, a the regular gun is not going to work. The game, here's what I remember from the game. I have to run my ass off, shoot, 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 run some more, yeah. shoot, 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 run, drop a grenade, shoot, 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 run some more. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. hopefully he never gets his hands on it. And you could have missed miss one bullet. Otherwise, he'll kill you because you had the uh, exact amount. And like what was funny is like he just had a camel clutch type of thing, like the iron cheek, and he just snapping you in half. Dude, <laughs> dude. Uh but yeah, man, he he takes Perry's head off like that. Like like, like, like he was a peanut jar. Like <laughs> like champagne bottles. Oh man. And then um and then you know, we have this this crazy scene where um Joel is in sync with Ellie, right? Like he oh, kind of Caesar. That was awesome, wasn't it? Like, so I'm so. like, and here's here. You know what I took from that is like, okay, she's been really paying attention, like with everything he does, without him knowing, type of situation. Yeah, because I think he was even a little surprised, like a little taken back. You're like, okay, like he's whispering, get in that car, get sighted to that small window. You see it, and then like she looks at it, like holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and he was following it, and and um, that car seaman with the little clicker kid the little, goes in the little, the little engine that could oh doing weird flips inside over the seats. I'm like, how the hell did you pull that fucking move? Yeah, on? and I don't know. I think I saw it on one of the videos. I don't know if it was like one of those heavy spoilers or whatever. But that uh, that kid is like a professional contortionist, so it's like a gymnast, but that does this type of moves that are like contortion and like walk on her back, like all all this crazy shit. So she's actually like it was not CGI; it was an actual kid that could do all those moves, which I thought it was super impressive. Um, almost gets Ellie, but she manages to escape, and then. The most epic, most ironic death is Kathleen, who wanted to kill the child and gets murdered by a child. Right. Child, that was, child clicker. That was, that, you know who that child reminded me of? Remember, the, I, I don't, you know that Sia song with the girl dancing like crazy? <laughs> no. Oh, that's I think she, so. I think so. That's what she reminds me of. Anyways. If I, I'm, I'm gonna. Someone needs to get her to Cirque du Soleil. Those flips were amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. But man. getting, getting back to Kathleen, I love the fact that the kid killed her. Yeah, that was. Or infected her, or whatever you want to call it. Beautifully because written. Because then you saw the swarm just go after this, go after Kansas City, and you know Kansas City no longer exists. Yeah. Not a, not a single human being is going to be living in Kansas City. Nope. Whatever whoever they left behind. Uh good band good band or ugly people, they were all gone. But that's another inconsistency, right? And and then what are your thoughts on that, right? Because the they show us that the the, the fungus is is supposed to spread, right? Like it wants mm -hmm. to spread its spores to create more, but the bloater killed perry like there's no fucking animate in there and then yeah. um the little kid man she went a full ufc on kathleen she just started like grounding and pounding man and like he definitely went, murdered went, her I, I don't know why i keep going back to wwe but <laughs> she went ray mysterio on her ass i swear to god oh, really? all the flips all the crazy jumps i was like what the hell is going on with this girl 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we see our, our heroes kind of escape through the back of one house and, you know, obviously no clickers went that way. No soldiers, nothing that, to what we were talking about at the beginning and visible line, you cross this house and nothing else is going to happen to you. Uh, so, and, and like you said, the clickers were coming back to fuck Kansas city up, but, and, and we think, okay, they made it. They made it. I mean, yeah. this is towards the end of the episode. I mean, like, we're probably like a good 40, 45 minutes in, but that's not it. I mean, honestly, like, you're, I, I, my immediate thought once they got past the bloater was, oh, so they're, they're rewriting Henry's story. He's going to be walking with them to Wyoming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was my first thought. And then you get the bedroom scene with Ellie and Sam Oof. that just, Fucking! It starts the the breaking of the heart. Yeah, that scene starts the breaking of the heart. You start seeing little cracks in your heart, and the final scene just shatters your fucking heart. Yeah, because I don't know if, and I don't know if they said it in the show, or at least says it, or maybe it's just my imagination. But she kind of says like, "We're a team now. Like, don't worry. Like, we're good. Like, we're solid." And like you she said, say it. um, Joel opens up and invites them hey like you know in a very manly type of way hey uh so we're going that way and uh and henry Rutter was like yes yes i'll go you know like yes i'll do it well because we're, we're, we're forgetting henry is probably late teens ha yeah i at, mean if that best, i mean best. i would I, I would put him at 18 if, if i was a betting man so like if you have this adult this 50 year old man going and Mind you, Henry praises that he knows what you're capable of. You can yeah. you can protect me and my brother. Fuck yeah, we're going with you. You don't have to ask twice, homie. No questions asked. He was almost like thankful that he asked and everything is set. And then, you know, yeah. like you said, we have this scene with, with Ellie and Sam and um very, very powerful scene because not only and this is where um the little etches sketch or whatever you call it uh comes into mm -hmm. play because everything it's, it's a very quiet scene. Woody Woodpecker. That's Woody what Woodpecker. It was. Yeah, there you go. Woody, Woody Woodpecker. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I know. But there's a there's a term for it for these. I I can't remember what it, they were called. It was like called those something. carbon things. It's like yeah, a little yeah. carbon thing you just lift it and it resets everything. Um, which was so so fucking smart because in yeah. the apocalypse what you know anyway so they have this moment and, and a very important moment where ellie believes that she's going to be able to heal sam after he reveals I mean, that he the, got the bit thing, the thing that sam said that got me was if, if you get bit are you still the same person or or, does oh. be, or is the monster inside you coming out yeah and i was just like uh, i don't know what to tell you kid you're about yeah. to go cuckoo yeah and like you said, I mean, Ellie, Ellie knows that she has something in her blood. Something about her blood protects her. So she goes out of her way. She goes, she sees Sam's wound that's on his ankle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, remembering back to episode one, if you're bitten the ankle, it takes two to four hours before it, it totally engulfs you. That's why we, you know, we're not worried about Sam right away. So Sam's been bitten on the ankle. Ellie goes out of her way, cuts her hand, thinking she's maybe a Jedi and the midichlorians are going to mm -hmm. cure him. But come to find out that as she's putting uh, her open wound on top of his open wound, it just doesn't work that way. Right. 
And at least that clarifies it for us, right? Because, hey, I'm pretty sure there's a couple knuckleheads like me wondering, hey, what if what if he just does that, right? And yeah. and she wasn't thinking, man. She believed it, bro. She, I think she was there, like, confident. I'm going to cure this kid, and everything's going to be handy. And kid tells her, hey, stay awake with me. She tries her best, but she falls asleep. She wakes up, and that's when we see him just kind of sitting. Let's about that. Yeah. yeah let's, okay, so she wakes up. Why is Sam calm? Because he's deaf. No, no, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no, because, okay, you know how like these spores have senses. They can, they can sense what's sort of the, their presence. He was extremely calm. And yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe I'm over reading it. Um, you're right. I forgot that he was deaf for, yeah. for a moment there. And he just doesn't move. Not until she touches him. I thought about the same thing, man, because I'm like, hey, why? Why? Like, why wouldn't he react? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, yeah, he's. And part of the monster being inside you, right, is like he he's kind of there and he's kind of not. But his his physical body had a disability, which was unable to hear. And I, I don't think he was able to hear. And, and Ellie was quiet right and we know by the game like you can actually walk up to a clicker and actually kill them from behind you know and they won't sense you unless you make some type of noise plus he was deaf um i feel like that's the moment where she touches him and he jumps right yeah uh which brings us to our our ending scene well not not totally ending scene but uh, exactly literally the the game like exactly from the game uh you know joel's tries to rescue ellie um, Henry grabs the gun first and tries to stop him, and he doesn't know what to do. Um, he obviously wants to defend his brother, but he's still processing. And before he can finish processing, he, he out of reaction, shoots his brother, right? I mean, literally out of reaction. He just didn't think of who he was killing. He just saw, I guess, the monster that was in front of him. And literally not not even a second was spent. Well, there was a brief moment because he didn't want Joel to kill Sam. Right. And then kind of just said, fuck it. If if anyone's going to do it, I'm going to kill my brother. But then, like, it dawned on him of what he just did. He's looking at this body of his nine-year-old brother that he's cared for for the last... Mm -hmm. Nine years, actually. Yeah. You know, God, I don't, we don't know when his parents have passed on. And the person that's responsible for this little kid takes him out and pretty much ends his life. Yeah. And the the yelling coming out of Henry fucking, it, it got me. It yeah. got me good because I just kept picturing my brother. And, you know, if anyone's got like a, if you're close to your brother and you see something like that. I, I would lose my shit. I, yes, I, I, I would turn the, I would turn the gun on myself as well, just like Henry did. And it's like, yeah, it's like, what, what do you do, man? And it seemed like at first, yeah, like he's protecting his brother, but while he's looking at Joel, he hears the the scream, right? And and just out of energy, just fucking shoots, and then. Oh my God, that whole act, and and again, you know, he deserves an award. I don't know what award, but he deserves an award. Because, wow. And then he does what he does. He unalives himself. And But but while he does that, the camera is on oh, Ellie. I just realized what you said. 
Yeah. He unalived himself. He unalived himself. Yeah, he killed himself. Yes. He went bang, bang. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I gotta. I'm always thinking of uh, YouTube taking us down. So. <laughs> just in case but um yeah the s word i don't think we can say the s word but um the 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 camera's on ellie man and that screen that she does when he when she sees that bro is like yeah. traumatic thing after traumatic thing to to someone was, that she it, actually loved it was instant goosebumps Ooh. like when she like i'm like the hair in the back of my neck was standing up it was just freaky because it was a legitimate it sounded like a legitimate scream that one would do when scared. Not like a movie scream, like, ah. Uh, no, it was like, holy shit. Like, you know, like, what just happened, right? And you can feel the pain in her face and, and her her expressions. Um, and boy, boy. Like, and I, I knew it was going to happen, but it still gets you, man. Because, I, you know, we yeah. play the game. And for a minute, I thought, oh, maybe. Because in the game, you do have a, a, a part with, with Sam and Henry where, you know, going through the tunnels and the boat scene or whatever. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe they're going to get an extra episode nope um no. it, it happened how it happened and then nobody's getting an extra episode out of this out of dude, these <laughs> dude man the last of us is better than game of thrones at killing people but uh yeah they they buried them yep right and um ellie seems like she's eager to go but not not eager but just like eager to leave that place let's put it that way she wants to put it in her back back burner yeah. she doesn't want to think about it anymore you know, she thought she was going to be able to fix everything. I'm going to find out. It's just like Joel said, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. What you have in your in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sad. And then um, our heroes just kind of walk into the sunset and, and that's the show. Um, and, and wow. Yeah. What other notes do you have? What are the thoughts um, or theories that... Um, you think are going to happen or is going to happen or could have happened? I think, I think from what I can remember from, let's say the game or whatever, have you everywhere they go, let's say, you know, it started off in Boston, then Kansas city. And from what the trailer looks like, it looks like they get close to Wyoming, if not in Wyoming, mm-hmm. um, each city, is a stepping stone in the story. Like it takes us one step closer to something. Yeah. Um, my biggest theory is we're going to see a lot more deaths before we see anybody finding a cure for any of this closure. Um, I, I don't think we're going to have an easy ending, you know, and I'm using the fact that they've been greenlit for a season two. Now what that means, I don't know. Because does that mean is jump? We're gonna get a huge jump in time, like we did with Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. or are they gonna extend this story? Because there's a huge gap in between the two video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, like between the two video games, I think it's ten I years almost, or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like at least ten years minimum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of story to tell still. So. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have a, a really good theory because these two right, these writers have pretty much left us on our toes, and we're only going to be guessing. You have a theory on anything? No. So you know, I was thinking um, 
based on the previews, right, I think that uh, we, we finally get to see Tommy back um, mm-hmm. in the next episode. And if, again, like it's I've been consuming so much The Last of Us on, on all platforms any way I can that it's all bushing in my head. But if I remember correctly, maybe I see some horses. Right. So we might have a horse yes. scene uh, just like yes. in the video game. So I think that'll be pretty cool. But um I think they end up. I think, if I remember correctly, they end up in an old, like, western town um, run by a certain group. It's not the Fedra, and it's not like there's no um, rebels or anything like that. I think it's a group of people that put together a nice community. Yeah. As long as you pull your part, uh, you have a place there. Uh, I think it's going to help that Tommy is going to be able to put in a good word for Joel and Ellie. Right. Uh, so, I, we we just got. I think there's there's going to be a dynamic, and if I were to guess anything, if we're going by, they might change some things up. You might see Joel and Tommy butt heads, mm. and potentially even become enemies. Mm. Okay. And I'm and I'm totally guessing this. Gotcha. Not and I'm not basing it on the video game, uh, but I think if they. We might see it where if Tommy isn't maybe, let's say, one of the high-ranking people in this town, mm-hmm. he, um, he's close to it. And we might see Tommy and Joel really butt heads and where Ellie's life will be in danger because of it. Gotcha. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I definitely think that they will meet. Um the, the way the show is going, you know, I don't think Tommy will probably last too long. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think that it's possible at, at some maybe this next episode or the following that Ellie and Joe will get separated. Um, and they're going to have their own little mini story um, till, till they kind of uh, meet back together. But I think from what we have seen so far, you know, in five episodes, yeah. every episode is a fucking shocker, you know, and like how else can they can they give us that maybe if Ellie's by herself, right? Um, well, I think I think I think the by herself we're gonna see is the flashback scene mm, with okay. her friend, with her friend that yeah, caused yeah. that caused the bite on Ellie, and yeah, yeah, and see, I think that's I think we're gonna definitely gonna see that because it, they've showed it to us a million times in mm-hmm. in trailers. So I think we're definitely going to get that. I think we'll probably see a situation where Tommy and Joel are together. Uh, let's say looking for guns, ammo, food, whatever, medical supplies. They just go on a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when they'll see a change in each other. And the people that they've known all their lives might not be the same person that they know now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can already hear uh, Tommy saying, like, she's not your daughter, dude. But yeah, yeah, great theory. Uh, I guess we'll see on Sunday. We're not going to get spoiled and, and, and watch it on Friday anymore. Darn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's it for today. Unless you had anything, anything else to add. The only thing I want to tell people is, you know, we've been talking about Last of Us for now. The next, the next big topic we're going to see is us tackling what's been announced in the DC world. Now, with Flash dropping its trailer, 
there's a lot to talk about. Plus, with what James Gunn um, revealed to us, who's going to play who and what actors do you want to see play what? And how do you want DCU now, no more EU, how do you want DCU to create a story, like a collaborated story? Mm-hmm. And th- these are going to be some of the things we're going to be talking about coming up in some of the future episodes. Absolutely. And more things to talk about. We have uh, Ant-Man Quantum Mania coming up. Uh, we're going to have Guardians coming up. And I think in between, you know, we can definitely uh, talk about a little bit of, of, you know, I can't wait for Quantum Mania because I think a lot is going to be revealed there. A lot of I think, new theories. Well, I think a lot, a lot rides on Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a reason why Disney brought back Bob Iger, because Marvel and Disney itself, the movies haven't had the same impact as they used to. They're not driving a great story like like they they've done in the past since like Phase One through Four. Phase Five is starting now, um, and hopefully it helps pick up where Phase Three ended, because Phase Four was kind of like so the beginning of phase four was spider-man correct no way home mm-hmm. um and that was like the last to me the last great hit that marvel had when it comes to movies and so we need quantum mania to really hit and really set up the, the future of these movies yeah man yeah and this is this that's this weekend so uh guys i uh welcome you to watch the movie as soon as possible because uh we're gonna be covering that in in no time uh so to stay tuned and to stay you know current please like subscribe comment let us know your theories for the last of us or anything or if there's a topic that you come aside plain and simple absolutely absolutely i i a thousand percent agree this is like the best time I've had uh, doing psychics. And thank you all for listening to us and dealing with our theories, et cetera. But JMO, it was awesome. Awesome episode. Hopefully, uh, man, hopefully they can keep up, man. Yeah, brother. I mean, I'm ready. So be on the lookout, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. For sure. All right, man.